back, folks, to yet another chat with the Bit Effect. The topic this week is going to be why is it hard at times to experience the history of our hobby? With me to discuss the myriad of reasons are Mike. Hello. Craig. Hello. Luke. Marco. And Kevin. Hello. Good man. man. So, gentlemen, to start this off, let's see. How many games before the PlayStation 3 have you played this week? None. (laughs) All right. Craig at a whopping zero. Oh, one. Ocarina. I've been playing Ocarina. One. One. All right. We got one. Two. And they would be? (laughs) It would be a... um... Uh, Shining Force 2, which I'm continuing, and Shadow Dancer, which I had an odd curiosity to pick up again. And Is that not an Elton John song? No, no, it's a Shinobi <laughs> it's, game. It's a Shinobi game. It's oh, a okay. tiny dancer. Oh. So, you know, if Shinobi wanted to hold me close, I'd <laughs> Luke, what about you? Zero. Ah. And Kevin? Yeah, sorry to disappoint. I'm zero as well. Oh, man. I have played a whopping zero. What? So, gentlemen, <laughs> so so we stand as a monument to, uh, even though we're all old and dinosaurs now, we still don't go back as often as I'm sure we would like to. Is that a statement or a question? Yeah. But if it was no, a question. There's a statement. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Right. Never mind then. I, it sounded Carry like on. you guys were going to say something. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no. Right. I, Carry on. I, generally are, I generally haven't gamed much this week. Did so, but yeah, still stands. So, you know, now, <laughs> this isn't because of lack of interest, right? I mean, we no, all still no. do want to find those little hidden gems that we've never played before. I, I, no, <laughs> I, I, no, 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 because you said the one thing that I think. I wouldn't do is go back and try a lot of new games. I would go back and try and relive past glory. That would be my primary driver for going and playing an old game. So unless someone comes along and says to me, oh, Craig, you really, really got to play Super Mario 3. You need to play Super Mario 3. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go and do it out of my own, you know, like out of my own free will. Why? Um too much probably time time is my biggest constraint i've got too many new games to play that i don't have the capacity to go back and play an old game and i also suffer from a severe condition of can only play one game at a time itis <laughs> um, which if you look up webmd it's a very specific thing but it, it means basically when i speak put a game in i have to play that game to the bitter end and then i put it down so i can't dip into a different game so why not instead of playing a half hour of super mario world play super mario brothers 2 i mean still the same amount of time is it because you're not sure of that return on investment feeling no it's actually like genuinely genuinely up until we brought up this topic it's because the thought had never even crossed my mind to try a different one. That's 100%. <laughs> it's just like, you know, why, why? And we spoke about this, and I was like, why didn't I think about that? Why didn't I think about popping on a different Mario? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, are you guys the same? Do you generally just, like, troll message boards and lists and see 
okay, these are what's considered the, the must-play games and then try those out? Or do you guys just go, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me pop that into an emulator. I think uh, uh, for me, for me, it's a case of over the years, I've, I've you know, I've, I've been following games for, for ages, probably since I was about five or six years old or something like that. So there's not much that has really got past me. But when, when it is the case that it has... Uh, yeah, obviously it's news to me. Like I, I remember you mentioned um, un, Under the Skin, the Capcom game, um, once on <laughs> yeah. the on the podcast, and it it completely stumped me. And it and it, the only explanation I can think of is that it must have been one of those points. I think there's a six month gap where I didn't follow games as religiously as as I usually do. Um, so yeah, anything that I've missed or that's gone completely under the radar, I def- definitely want to um, want to be checking out, no matter how old it is. Quite quite frequently. But you're not the adventure type. You want it more brought to your attention. Um, I think, I think quite often I, I sort of I live by I live by coverage. I live by reviews and stuff like that. I live by other people's opinions and stuff. Um, you know, if I meet someone new, who suddenly says, you know, actually, Sniper Elite Three is actually pretty good. I'll probably pay attention yes. and have a look. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, but there are quite often games which are, which I purposely just. You know, put put a mute on and sort of pretend don't exist for some time. I mean, Luke, Kev, you guys are the same? Am I the only one that... Yeah, so I I don't tend to leak as back as obviously as much as you guys do. And when I go back, it's more for my own nostalgia rather than... Occasionally, I'll go back and play a game that I've never played before. But I have a massive backlog on, you know, PS4 let alone PS3, that's in an Amazon list, and I'm just slowly working my way through that that list. And like Craig, time is a constraint. Um, you know, I have other hobbies and stuff. I can't dedicate it all to gaming, unfortunately. So part timer. I know. Who I'm really has sorry. a life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I still got to serve my community service. So I'm sorry. I can't just skip that. One. Bring a Game Boy poser. Am I the only one that's, you know, I, I, I tend to focus on the future rather than what's behind, but that's maybe because I did so much emulation when I was younger, and I think I've got the guts of that out, but I am toying around with the idea of maybe taking a break from the modern console. I did this maybe five years ago, and I went back and played loads of old games. I picked up, um, I picked up an Xbox five years ago, must be an exaggeration. I picked up an Xbox 360 just at the tail end of its uh, life, and I just went through everything it had to offer, uh, and you know had a really good time with that, and kind of got out of that cycle of having to buy all the new games and like complete them in time for the next one, and I kind of enjoyed it more. So um, I'm I'm thinking about doing that with the Wii because there's, there's quite a few games I'd like to go finish. Um, you weren't there like being Super few, Mario man. Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the the Wii's the Wii had a good lineup. But I'd like to go back and play the Zelda games as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Wii the Wii <laughs> does not have a lot of good games. But all right, I understand your point. I get that. So you don't think it's something you don't think you can juggle it. You can't juggle current and old at the same time because that current build uh, up just gets to you. I I get really stressed out if I have more than one game on at a time. I can handle like a a console game and a handheld game at the same time but if i have three or four games ongoing i just i just 
my head melts uh, <laughs> and then I end up getting community service because of the repercussions so <laughs> let's just stay with that <laughs> what about you Dave come on give us your side of this so you're obviously looking for for games that you've never heard of or never given it much time to go back and play rather than new games which you know Craig and I like to be going for Unless unless I have something current, like currently I'm playing through Neo, even though it came out a little while ago, I'm still like really into it. Um, unless I find something like a Souls game or a Witcher or something like that where I just don't want to play anything else, I don't even want to hear anything else exists until I'm done with that. Most times, there once or twice a week, I will boot up an emulator, pick a game I have no idea what it is, never heard of it before. Or maybe I've heard of it and I never tried it, and I'll give it a good hour, two hours before I say, yeah, I'm going to keep playing it. No, I won't. Like, I mean, I found really cool games like Shatterhand, right? Nobody ever plays Shatterhand. Nobody talks about Shatterhand. But I found that just on a, what well, sounds cool, and it turns out it's a nice little Ninja Gaiden clone, and it works really well. Yeah. And I, I never would have found things like that unless I decided that, meh. Let me turn on the TurboGrafx-16 emulator and see what I got. You know, I, and that's, for me, the most fun. Because not only is it a game you don't know anything about, right? But after you're done playing it, whether you decide it's good or bad is kind of outside the point. You then get to research it if you want. And you learn about companies you never knew existed. And, and how they played an important part. Or, or what made that game turn into that. So, for me, yeah, that's half the fun of gaming. It's almost like being a really nerdy digital archaeologist, except you're just reading everybody else's work. So it's like if an archaeologist walks up to a dig and goes, I found that dinosaur. That That's about it. Yeah. It's, it's cool to hear that different approach. And Mike, you almost sound like you're kind of in between Craig and myself and Dave. Yeah, kind of. Well, I mean, we still got Kev. Kev, be on my side, bud. <laughs> No, I, um, I'd, I'd say I'm kind of in between. I, I kind of dip in and out of of um, emulation and older games on current consoles. Um, I, I am kind of finding myself getting to a stage where um, time is a bit of a, a restraint. So given the time to games for current generation co- uh, consoles, obviously demands a bit more time than, than your older games. Um which are easier to pick up, play, put down. Um, so I do kind of find I'm, I'm enjoying more of my gaming, playing playing the older kind of Super Nintendo games and stuff. Um, and also just kind of dipping in and out of all the, uh, like maybe, <clears throat> obviously Capcom are kind of pretty well known throughout the years for, for Street Fighter and the likes of that. Um, but they also kind of made a lot more other variety of games, so it's I, I kind of find there's a there's a big interest um, in digging through their kind of backlog, if you like, and and picking up some of the the kind of more unusual titles that maybe aren't um, as well known, but plenty of fun if if you kind of know what I mean. Yeah. So that that leads to the question of why do games have such a small shelf life for us? I mean, like, are launch PS4 games now considered a little bit on the older side for you guys? Not not for me. I got my PlayStation 4 quite late on. 
I suppose. So I, I launch games would still be any game PlayStation Four, anything PlayStation Four would be new. I think that's the way my brain works. Is if it's on that thing that's sitting under my telly, it's new. Um, yeah. I think it's always been um, a known quantity with consoles that. Um, I mean, blur, lines have been blurred more recently, but you, you, if you look at any generation of systems, there's always your your openers for that generation and the end ones, which push the hardware to its limits and so on. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd say I'd say the earliest PS4 titles they're not not fully lacking. I'd say, but they do look uh, different to to what, where we are at the very current point in time. No, I was just gonna say that I would class current like. Current, current, if you like, is within a year of uh, the game's been out for less than a year. So anything that was out start tail end of like last year, I wouldn't, I wouldn't class that as a current game, even though it's not the current generation of console. But I just kind of take it in yearly waves. Um, us does a lot of the the big kind of franchises, EA and stuff. They treat it on a yearly basis, so I kind of just take it take it on that kind of basis as well. I suppose, yeah, I should probably say that that is limited to a fairly subset of games. Like, I wouldn't pick up FIFA 14 and think it was a new game, but I just mean... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't class it in the realms of, oh, I'm dipping into the past here type thing. No. Yeah, they're almost... Anything with a year, like, you know, playing Tiger Woods 07 instead of, you know, what is it, Rory McIlroy still? Oh, my God. I mean, they're almost disposable. Yeah. Those kind of games. But, like, why... Well, uh, for you guys who don't, why would you think Evil Within? I mean, quality of game aside, something like Evil Within or, or Murdered Soul Suspect that came out when the system launched, they I, don't... I just got sh- that not that long ago. <laughs> oh, Murdered Soul Suspect? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have it, too. I haven't tried it yet, which I guess is part of the problem, but... So, so that's almost in a different category now for you, Mike, than what's coming out now. Um, yeah, in a way, in a way, I'd say um, the games which don't really seem like they've got a full gra- grasp on on a you know on on the hardware at the time. Um, I think most most of these games, if they redid them at this very point in time, they'd probably be a lot more. Uh, uh, e- Easy on the eye, easy on on controls. Um, I don't have much more to say on that, really. Sorry. <laughs> now, what about Luke? I mean, how do you fall on this? Are launch PS4 games almost a different generation to you now? Well, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a problem going back a generation to play games. And as I say, I work through my backlog, and generally, I'll pick up a new game, like a new release that's grabbed my attention rather than an old game but say like every three new games I'll buy one old game so I'm planning on picking up the, or- the Order 1866 but oh yeah that's a good the, one the Order it, yeah well I mean I'm really interested in that game and the only reason I didn't pick it up was because it seemed like it wasn't worth the full 40 quid at the time but I also have like maybe three or four PlayStation 3 games that I've played previously that I want to go back to you know that I've sold on that I you know that are on my wish list on Amazon and I will eventually pick them up and go back to it so I don't have a problem going back and forth between generations 
because it's just me working through you know I'm obviously doing it objectively this this is the list of games I want to play and I, I can't play all of them unfortunately but I do try and do a good mix between new and old um, I do seem to have a limit of like you know going back to the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox 360 would be my limit at the moment unless it's emulatable but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's just the nature of how how I play games. I'm like very. It's the same with gathering trophies. You know, a lot of games before I start them, I'll see how difficult the trophy list and how much time is required to get them. And if I can get them through the playthrough and I enjoy the game enough to do it, I will do that as well because I get fun out of doing that part of part of gaming. So, um, which I guess is pretty similar because you you don't do any of that trophy hunting. I mean, it just seems to be me and Mike generally, I think. Um, uh, there's very strict criteria if I'm going to go trophy hunting. Like, I have to absolutely love the game. Like, I mean, I just did Sleeping Dogs, and I'm probably going to do Neo in the end. But I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do it for, like, Evolve, just because I own it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I mean, it's not every game, but I do... If I... If it... I'll give the game an hour, and if I'm, you know, I can quite quickly tell if I want to get as many trophies as possible. Um, online trophies are something that I kind of don't really focus on, to be honest, but uh, that's a little bit of a segue. So, since we all have this, um, we, all, we all came up from the beginning, pretty much, right? Like, again, we didn't hit Atari, but modern gaming didn't really start until NES. So now, even though we all have a little bit of a problem going back sometimes, like, if we all have For Honor, you really don't feel like going back and playing Pocky and Rocky, and you would almost feel bad going back and playing it if you've got a new game to play. So with that type of attitude, why is there still a stigma for people that don't play older games? Like... I mean, it's it's not too bad, but do you guys get that in when you talk to somebody and they're like, "Yeah, I'm a gamer. Now I really only play PlayStation 4." Do you guys get that? Where you're you're like, "Oh, but dude, there's there's so many." I think I think it's a really uh, it's an odd line to tread in some cases because I mean, at one point in time, I actually worked um, I worked I worked for the council doing the bins for like a very short term i don't know i think it's only like three weeks or something like that but i was talking to these lads and they're, you know they're all, all got a lovely adidas clothing range and, <laughs> and they, were, they were they were quite happily talking to me about games and and you know as much as i thought right what's he gonna he's gonna mention fifa and call of duty to me they came out with you know like final fantasy 7 the um vandal hearts all sorts of stuff and i was like where is this coming from? And I don't think there is really such a line to draw anymore. You know, everyone's played games, but it's just like... I mean, I think we strive to play as much as humanly possible. But for some people, you know, it's, it's sort of look of the draw for them, what they get, you know, what might appear in a second-hand shop or whatever's happening, sort of. Um, I, I don't know if you can really really judge people based on, on what they play at, at this point, but... Um, what? I'm not talking like like judging, saying no, you are a bad gamer because that is yeah, ridiculous no, no, I and stupid. And you should never do that. Like Craig, right? Craig loves Super Mario World, 
And when you hear he's never played Super Mario Brothers three, your brain just kind of tweaks a little bit. You it know does, it why? But I mean, I've met people who've played Point Blank, but they've not played Time Crisis. I'm thinking, how's that even physically possible? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> <surprising>. <laughs> yeah. And then there, there's some some odd odd cases. Uh, you know, maybe maybe games are a lot more expensive than people give them credit to being because, uh, you know, it is it is quite an expensive hobby if you want to have, have played everything. I guess. I mean, the, the only thing we can really compare it to is movies, right? Hmm. I mean, because books books are very different. But if if you like if somebody says I loved Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and they say nope, I have no interest in watching Temple of Doom or Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's something weird that happens there. We're like, oh, you're not really a gamer. And yeah, that is kind of the wrong thing to say. Or you know, in that case, would be you're not really a film guy, are you? Mm. I mean, we, it seems we still sort of have that. I'm just curious as, as if you guys ever experienced that. I, it it depends on your social circles. I I, I presume. I, for me, my my hobby as as in depth as I try to make it, I really don't have many people to to relate to. I've not actually uh, I've never really portrayed what I do outside to anyone else. I've always kept it to myself, and it's it's been a happy. I've I've been quite happy with that existence. Um. Yeah, I get you. I, I keep it close to the chest, too. Sorry, Luke. No, it's okay. I have uh, different groups of friends. You know, I've got Kevin Craig, who I met from college. We're not friends. We all play games. Oh, shit. Boss, <laughs> 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 what? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, like, you know, all, all these guys play games, and I, I know to talk to them about gaming. That's something we have in common. It, I mean, I have friends who don't like gaming and play sports so you know i will talk to them about football i guess you find commonality between your social groups and kind of realize what's acceptable to talk about and what's not i have a group of friends that if i spoke to them about gaming they'd just be like what are you on about you're such a geek isn't that something you do when you're a kid you know so um well i meant yeah, more it's, as it's, in within a group of gamers yeah yeah like, if, if, they, if they don't play what we deem as must-plays, like, well, everybody's played it. You should totally play this. They almost seem like less of an enthusiast. Yeah, it, that that kind of reminds me of, like, I think there's, there's some people that, you know, if they listen to music, they can follow music through generations and continue with new stuff. There's also some people that seem to get stuck in an era, maybe it was the one they they first got attached to you know uh, for for us it would probably be the horrible new metal and all that crap that they <laughs> when we were teenagers but um yeah there's there's some people that can never move on from that and then they kind of live in the past I, I have a friend who games and he will only play games that came out when he was a teenager so that's playstation one playstation two and occasionally he'll go back to the snes and he just will not hear anything about new games and how good they are you know, he's constantly challenging me games to, like, Tekken 1, but I'd rather play a modern Tekken, you know, the one on the PlayStation 3, than one back on the PlayStation 1. It's it's an odd mentality, but I guess everybody has their different way of looking at it. You know, I, I, for myself, I seem to be stuck in, like, a genre of music or specific genres of games that I cannot seem to get out of. You know, I, I maybe appreciate them, but for me, I always go back to that core 
type of game, such fighting RPG, you know, that's adventure games. That seems to be the the ones that draw my attention. Um, out of curiosity, is that genre of music you're stuck in Bulgarian throat singing? Because <laughs> then yes. we can have a long conversation, man. <laughs> that stuff rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I knew somebody who I was friends with, and still am, but they won't leave the SNES, like, ever. It, it He is just totally dedicated to finding all the good games on the SNES, and he really doesn't care about anything else. I've known guys that all the only game they've ever played is Tiger Woods 07, and they're never going to play anything else. Um, yeah. But that's, that's what I mean. I mean, it... it it's hard not to look down on them. I mean, I, I kind of sound like a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just more exploring why. But, yeah, we do kind of look down on them. For like, oh, you're not experiencing... The, like, if you knew somebody that all they listened to was Poison, God bless their soul, um, you'd be like, why Why aren't you listening to better stuff? <laughs> that's and, subjective, and, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... That brings is games a hobby where the newer stuff obsoletes the older stuff, and really the only thing that sets it back is either you're interested in the history, or you're. Well, you have nostalgia for it. Like here's a good example: Virtual On. The game was amazing when it came out, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Virtual On. Now that you have stuff like Armored Core, is there really a point? Yeah, yeah. And is that? No, there is. There is. It's completely different. You know, this simulation of mech war, if that exists. <laughs> and, uh, and the, well, the maybe a better thing would have been of... Chrome Hounds. Uh, okay. Uh... But yeah, it, it's like, it's like why play... Is there a, a... Is Gran Turismo 1 important now that we have Gran Turismo 6 coming? I, I, I no. think it's important to go back. They're clearly totally different style... Uh, styles of games and stuff obviously the, um, graphically and stuff and but the, I guess the core is pretty much the same from the first one up until obviously there's more story depth and stuff but the general just of the game has remained the same from the first one um, and I gotta get the same experience of going back to the first one but I, I, I like to go back and play them because I played them when they first came out um, if you were a so new it's co- nostalgia, were, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and some my, my kind of maybe like younger relatives and stuff that that play the more recent ones, I, they won't have played the, the original ones. Um, whether it's necessary to to play them the original ones and go back to kind of get a bigger kind of feel for the franchise, if you like. Um, I'm not sure if it's how important it is, but. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it depends at what point in a, a game franchise or um, a bunch of games by a developer. I guess it depends at what stage you're kind of coming into it, whether you care about the earlier stuff or if it's important to go back to kind of get a feel for the overall kind of picture. Um, yeah, it's, it's an odd one. Well, uh, here, here's a good example. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Mike, go ahead. I'll charge, Mike. I'll charge full on. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was on. it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, I, I mean, with Gran Turismo, that, that's a racing game. The, the the core mechanic of that is a racing game. There's no story mode. I mean, what what is there to go back to? 
okay. every iteration of that series. I mean, did you say Gran Turismo? What, did, what are we talking about? No, I, I thought we were speaking with Grand Theft. Oh, did you? I totally thought you said Grand Theft Auto. I did think you sound very confused at the end of the sentence. <laughs> Um, okay, here. What about Pokemon? Alright. Let's just say you have X and Y. Or Sun and Moon. Either or. Yeah. Can you really justify going back and playing Red? No, because I think the core game has... It has new features and X and Y, for example, whilst a very similar game, it's easier to play. It's got all the new bells and whistles. You know, if I was to go back, like, for example, I'm planning on going back to the Star Wars Forced Unleashed games because I'm a massive Star Wars fan and I remember those games being okay. So I want to go back and kind of look at the without nostalgia kind of playing a part. Um, now, I could go play the second one, which has more mechanics, allegedly. Maybe it's just a rehash clone, but I'm going back for the story and that's what I want to experience. It's not very often I'd go back to a racing game, like I wouldn't go back to Gran Turismo if I could play Gran Turismo 6, for example, because yeah. that game should be, hopefully, better than the first one, because it's aged, there's been more time spent on it, new console, etc, 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 so yeah, I guess it, for me I'm only going to go back for story base or, you know, Retro Rewind or nostalgia or you know it's not going to be back just to play an old fifa game or an old racing game if there's been sequels out i, I mean it, it that's what kind of makes our medium a little special right other than books because you know one book does not necessarily obsolete another and same with films unless it's like yeah. the gus van zant psycho shot for shot remake kind of thing and even then everybody hates vince vaughn so who cares with that but <laughs> We we're the only one where our only hobby where we obsolete ourselves. Yeah. And I don't know. That kind of makes it? me sad. Yeah. No, no, no. To be fair, earlier when I was saying about games becoming classed as old within a generation, I wasn't necessarily saying that. That's just the cycle for every single system. I know a lot of people who say it's all about the games, not the systems. But for me, I, I treat all of them as, you know, as individuals, each system. Um, and I have no problem returning to other systems. You know, it's, there's, every system yeah. has its older and newer games. And, you know, something like Castlevania, I can play that just as much as a, a late entry on another system. Um, they're, all, they're all really unique. And if you, you know, if you're interested in the PlayStation one day, you might suddenly say, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind a quick go on Gran Turismo. Let's see how that is. I mean, I... I Quite, quite commonly get out my um, uh, Sega Rally Championship to play that on the Saturn. There's not really anything like it. You know, yeah, I was going to say, that is a little special, but that's a dead franchise. It, it is, but I, I'd argue there's nothing that matches that exact feel out there on the market at all, as, as fancy as it could get. It, you know, the, the games which are iterative that you do probably want to skip over, are, you know, maybe the quick bash on uh, Street Fighter 2 World Warrior every so often, but You'll probably want to stick with something like the uh, the HD remix by this point, I'd guess. Well, that 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 brings up nostalgia, right? Because nostalgia is also what it, it damns a game and it also uplifts a game, right? And I mean, it, it's a real double-edged sword, especially <laughs> especially when you um 
you know, when you count the internet, because there's nostalgia for everything now. Hmm. But, like, nostalgia will raise something like, uh, a good example that won't get me crucified. Uh, now let's go for it. Super Metroid, right? Yeah. It will, nostalgia, everybody loves that game. If you don't have nostalgia for it, you don't feel the same way about it. Or, right? Yeah, yep. I mean, yeah, it's like a sort of above average platformer, absolutely destroyed by Castlevania, in my opinion. I'm I'm right there with you, bud. But I've I've I went back to it more recently. It's not as good as I, I saw someone finish it back at the time. Um, never really had a copy myself, and when I did play it, just un- a bit underwhelmed. A bit underwhelmed. It, 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 te- technically brilliant, but. Yeah, underwhelming for sure. So this brings it up, though. I mean, if 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 you had not seen the widespread nostalgia for Super Metroid, and and everybody's saying how amazing it is, if you did stumble across it, would you? I mean, does this, other people's widespread nostalgia color when you go back? I mean, is your guard up of like, all right, let's see how good this is instead of going into it fresh? No, no, because you know you you've already had similar experiences. You know, Castlevania. I played that at the time. <clears throat> I think if I, I've seen I've seen lots of other people go into Symphony of the Night recently and say, "Wow, that's a that's absolutely amazing." And you know, I was there at the time when Super Metroid was about. Um, I know exactly what I was supposed to be expecting. I, in my head, I was thinking, "Let's imagine Castlevania Symphony of the Night never existed," and it, and it still didn't color it right for me. To be honest, it's just too too many awkwardnesses to that game. But oh, uh, Mike, I want to give you a hug. Yeah. <laughs> well, can we just take a wee break here for a group hug? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's right, hug because okay, we're gonna get crucified, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It was I, nice. I mean, it's good while it lasted. Because I, I do find if I go back, I mean, and let me know if you guys are different, but if I go back and something is, inc- you know, everybody must play this. This is amazing. Like, well, um, let's say something like even something you guys would love, right? Uh, say, what is it, what's, uh, Rogue Squadron? Couldn't think of it, I'm sorry. Yep. Everybody loves every Factor 5 Star Wars game, except for that one. Right? Everybody loves them. And every time I go back to it, there's almost a chip on my shoulder saying, nah, it ain't that good. Hmm. I mean, do you guys ever experience that? Rogue Rogue Squadron? What are we saying about Rogue Squadron? Because I love that game, so I just want to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just wanted to profess your love uh, no that's what I mean for you guys it's, it's it's something you guys love and hold dear you guys think it's an amazing game personally I don't think it's all that at all yeah but I, I, I think it's because it's like it's like the band everybody listens to and you don't want to like it because well then you're just like a, you have to be a unique snowflake you just have to you know it, and are you this the algebra- hipster of gaming I think you oh might be god, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, I quit. I'm done. Yeah, to, to interject there, <laughs> I think Factor Five's a band which I never fully got into in the first place, and I'm probably still not a big fan of now. Mm. Um, I think the only Factor Five game I might have played was possibly a Contra game, but I could be wrong there. Wow, really? But no, like I mean, do you guys have other examples of things where the reputation almost drove you off of a game? But well. Good reputation specifically. I, I have a I have a friend who for years told me that Top Gun was amazing, such a great film, brilliant, and then he finally made me watch it. Oh. This, is, this is 
that's a lot of nonsense, man. It's not great. It's been overhyped to the point. And there's been quite a few games I can think of, like, you know, Catherine, for example. Um, oh, know, wow, oh, really? You love, you love Persona 4. You, you're going to love this game. It's it's the best game ever. They've, oh, the way they do this is brilliant. You know, same two guys hyping it up. And I played it, and I'm just like, oh, this, this is cool. This cool animated story with some really abstruse puzzle thing going on you know do you think okay. you'd feel that way if they hadn't said anything and just said play Catherine it's good yeah 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 I I've got to the point where if I'm recommending a game to someone I try not to be like oh my god you have to play this it's so good it's the best game ever high because, five yeah <laughs> like Kev, you've got to buy an Xbox 360. It's Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to be the guy that disappoints. Maybe I like something a lot more than someone else. And I'm sure there's loads of games that I love that are maybe okay to you guys. It's, guys, it's a difficult one. Guys, you should one. all buy Dynasty Warriors 9. Every I'm single in. one of you. I'm in. <laughs> I don't, I'm just click by now. One click. Right. Yeah, the the only sort of games that I've sort of seen people hold in high regard are, are pretty much anything from Microsoft. Um, from the original system to the, you know, the uh, 360. I, I never really got on with Microsoft in the early days. It's probably not until more recently where I've sort of even considered them fully, fully part of the, uh, you know, part of the, the race as it is. But... Um, I always found it odd when people had mentioned things like Halo or, um, I don't know, Project Gotham Racing, pretty much anything coming from, from Microsoft. It's always been a, you know, I'd, I'd never taken it, taken it fully at face value. When, when I finally did get around to playing the, uh, the Halo series, um, yeah, I did really enjoy it and along with Gears of War and, and so on, but, yeah. um, yeah, I, I definitely had a defense mechanism in place. For me, you know, Sony could never do anything wrong. <laughs> and coming coming over, yeah. over to Microsoft, um, I definitely had, had preconceptions of what I was coming in for. It'd be like, oh, this game's going to be rubbish. I'll, I'll just play it now. And, you know, they, they did win me over in the end. Uh, they're not the best games ever made, but, you know, definitely a lot better than than my, my defense attitude had made me think they'd be. Yeah. Now... So actually, you didn't like Minesweeper? Oh, oh it's all about ski free, man. Ski free. <laughs> um, that, that brings up a great point. Uh, when we were kids, we there were lines in the sand. You 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 were a Nintendo kid. You guys were all like Sega kids. And then you had your weird Benedict Arnolds that just you know floated back and forth. <laughs> but I mean, we're all grown adults now. It is incredibly stupid to say, no, I only buy this brand of can opener, right? Yeah. So, yeah. do you still find you have a bias towards older systems that when you were a kid, it was, no, that system's terrible, mine is better? Like, I still have a bit of a bias towards the Genesis or Mega Drive, whatever. Well, that's because you're wrong. But um, I have absolutely <laughs> no bias whatsoever. If anything, it's I'm more open to trying the things that I didn't have. It's excitement. I've got access via emulation to things that I've never never touched before. 
Um, my only regret, or not regret, sorry, the only downside to that is not being able to have the original controller. On You would never know what that felt like unless you went and got a console or a USB controller or something like that. But otherwise, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. No bias whatsoever, no hate from this mofo here. Right, good man. See, I, I had two younger brothers and we all had our own bedroom. So for Christmas, oh. you know, we never had a shared console. We had a console each. So oh, we plan our consoles around that sort of thing, you know, and maybe we had a Mega Drive between us when we were really little. But, you know, I got a PlayStation 1 and uh, my brother got an N64. I got the GameCube. He got the PlayStation 2. You know, he I got, got a shafted G-Cast. that one. He got the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it would come to the point where, you know, we'd be bored of what we've got in front of us and we'd swap consoles for a couple months and do it like that if we weren't playing, like, co-op and stuff. So I've never really had that console war sort of feeling of, God, this console's so much better. It was just like, oh, look at the exclusives on this one. Look at the exclusives on that one. Let's play them together if we can. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind jealous of, happy, of your relationship with your siblings. I was going to say, both of <laughs> you guys, you're very high-minded kids. I tell you what, I was ready to punch well, Genesis we... kids in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we don't we don't talk to each other now, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to hear about Quackshot, and if you mention it again, I'm going to pop you right in the mouth. I think my options were playing either Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo or if if, uh, if it was vice versa I was playing with Barbies so yeah you had a pretty good uh, pretty good options growing up Luke <laughs> Action Man was where it was at yeah my sister was not really into Action Man do you guys do you guys have a bias now uh, as you were saying earlier with, with the bias, I mean, um, you know, as, as it stands, I might be the same guy who's saying I had a bias against Microsoft for quite some time, but I think I might be the only person here with a, a Microsoft console at the moment, at least with the Xbox One anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, with the Xbox mm-hmm. One. But there's, there's also I bought one for of... myself and ended up giving it away for Christmas, so, mm. yeah. No, well, I had a I had the PlayStation and the the N sixty four back in the day too, and then, you know, as as if you've heard me rambling on with, uh, I'm now a proud owner of a, a Sega Saturn. So, it's it's quite odd how you can swing. I think sometimes it's what you can't get which intrigues you the most, you know. Um, yeah, and getting a little go of something like uh, Guardian Heroes back in the day, or um, you know, I, I and there's a there's a guy, uh, Michael Rose, he writes for a quite a lot of magazines and stuff he was a he was a friend of my my brother's at at school back in the day and and we traded him our playstation for a, a saturn back then and i ended up playing his his copy of the uh, christmas night so much i think he must have like a 99.5 percent completed copy there sat in his loft waiting if he ever wants to sell that safe game on but uh <laughs> but yeah there's a you know you know uh, bias, bias changes all the time, and I, I don't think bias really matters at the end of the day, as long as you're getting the good games. Yeah. So then, I think like most of us didn't buy an Xbox One because of you know the way they they were at the start of that generation, but that's maybe the way I've aimed all of my console purchases on has been maybe a little bit of nostalgia. Like I bought a PlayStation Three because 
the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 were so solid. I, I don't know if it's like that for everyone else, but... All I was going to say is I've based my, partial co part my console purchases on what you guys have, so I can still talk to you and play yeah. games with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I remember I'm us so three talking about... <laughs> I remember us three talking about like the night before E3 or a couple of days before E3 on what console we were going to get and I think we were all kind of sold on the Xbox because of what it had done in the Xbox 360 Yeah. and then we watched the E3 conferences and like oh my god there's no way I'm buying an Xbox now like we all kind of moved to Sony and maybe a lot of people did that. Props to them for coming back from that too. They, mm -hmm. they yeah, really yeah. started in the hole. Uh, no for me it was it was simple it was Bloodborne. Yeah, I'm 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 going where Miyazaki goes. <laughs> and on that note, do you ever go back to visit the uh, the Kingsfield games, Dave? Uh yeah, and I'm pretty sure I still have physical and psychological scars because man, <laughs> those games are rough. Um, yeah. if you were gonna play one, I'd say Sunken City is probably the best. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't have. A, I mean, I still I still have a bias now. I mean, it's it's something I really work on, but I wonder sometimes: is it my bias that says, okay, really only Killer Instinct and Rare Replay are worth owning an Xbox One for, or is it? Uh, oh, you've not you've my not... my objective truth. Well, the game I've got the the achievements for most recently was a Scalebound, brilliant new platinum game. Um, now this game is amazing; it's it's about fifty hours long. When you've when you've completed <laughs> it, you unlock Bayonetta three. Um, and Bayonetta 3 itself isn't a bad port of the uh, Nintendo Switch version. Really? No, no. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> no. Mike, you're either going to look like a genius or an absolute idiot, but I'm hoping it's genius. <laughs> but yeah, no, there are there are good games on the Xbox Live. Dave, maybe your bias doesn't come from, from anything other than your passion for the thing you love. Maybe Maybe it's just your pure love for one thing that wow, I have pure love. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... Maybe it's because you're a complete one. Nani! That, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I think out of the group, I'm kind of the crazy one when it comes to games. Maybe Mike, Mike's there. Mike's there, but um, getting back to the point, I'm sorry, um, why it's hard to go back to other than, you know, biases. But, so here's a different one. What about a game that's had its story spoiled for you? And, if mm. you consider any of these a spoiler, you really need to go back and play these games. Something like Metal Gear Solid 2 or, or Knights of the Old Republic. Because, I mean, KOTOR was a huge one, right? Uh-huh. I mean, that, that just, your brain just burst out the back of your head and went for a walk afterwards. I, would knowing the story of those hamper you from going back to play? Or, or even more recent, Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Would that stop you from playing a game? For me, it, it does. It it does take. Away. I mean, it's it's not it's not so much what's actually spoiled. It's it's that the the price of games makes it so that if you're you want your money's worth out of the games you buy, you know, if, if someone's already taken away something from, it, if it's a special point of that game, you know, the, the, you don't want it to be factored into your monetary well spending on it. You're like, yeah. You don't want I someone mean, else. I mean, Republic is what maybe yeah. maybe a tenner. No, I, I know, but I mean, like, say for example, the latest Metal Gear game. If I if I saw that ending before I got the game, I'd feel really 
really irritated because most of the time it would be a reviewer as well who thought, oh, we'll get a few more hits from posting this ending on the internet. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, that guy's Oh, I can get it for current thing. things, yeah. You know, and you're like, I don't know. I don't like someone else getting the satisfaction of getting, you know, especially when it's games that you've been waiting a really long time for. I mean, as it stands, I'm quite lucky. I've got, um, you know, I've had The Last Guardian and I've still not finished the game, but I, as far as I'm aware, no one out there has, well, everyone seems to be quite decent and no one's spoiled it for me just yet. Mm-hmm. But um, any older games, I would guess, it's pretty much public knowledge by now. So that's uh, uh, yeah. uh, on, on Last Guardian, Commander Shepard has a cameo. Just let you know. <laughs> but yeah, like like okay, um, like uh, th- this is this is confession time. But I I never played finished played to the finish of Kotor two because I knew what happened in the story. And yeah, Kotor two isn't the same as Kotor one in terms of spoilers. But there, uh, ever since I found out that spoiler, it's just been kind of a lackadaisical yeah. I'll get to it at some point. Same with Metal Gear Solid 2, actually. Oh. I've never finished it. And once I found out the ending, I was oh! Oh, that's cool. Wish I would have finished that. Crap. And hmm. I just won't go back to it now. I mean, I'm going to force myself soon. But do you guys ever experience that? Especially if you haven't played a lot of games. Oh. I'm trying to think. I've got, I've got a really good example of this exact thing, but not with games, with movies films as i would say but movies dave um the films are films it's a film a film right it's it's a moving picture um and the, i never watch any well, like films whatsoever I, I never watch any films whatsoever maybe one every few months i'll make the time to watch but a, a, a guy at work, I sit beside work, and he's a big movie guy, and he will watch one or two films a day. He Whoa. watches everything, just and he goes to the cinema daily, probably at the weekend multiple times. And even the latest movie, he'll be like, oh, I went to see Switch, or whatever. Switch? That's not it. I keep getting confused between Switch and what? what's the name of the film? That film? That anyway, Star Wars. Anyway. <laughs> the one with the big twist. The one with the big twist. Split. Anyway, the M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Yes, that one. Split. And he's like, I went to see that, and I'm like, okay, right, give me the lowdown. And the pattern is, he'll tell me what he saw, and then I'll be like, I'm never going to watch it, and he'll give me the the a sentence of what the film's about plus the twist, and that completely satisfies me. And then, but trying to apply that to gaming, if I was a bit of the way through Red Dead Redemption and someone told me what happened at the end, I think it might stop me from playing it because I think it's that satisfaction bit of the, the ending or the bit that, that makes the game worthwhile. I would be mightily... Unless it was a re- unless the gameplay was solid and it wasn't a story-driven thing, I would be mightily annoyed if someone spoiled something. I would be like you, Dave. I'd just be like, nah, I'm not playing that. That must come down to the amount of investment you have in a game, though, because there's only a few games I can think of that I'd get really annoyed if it was spoiled for me. Like, you know, the Mass Effect series would have been one of them. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good at avoiding spoilers, or the internet's pretty good at keeping them at bay. Wait, really? Mass Effect would have stopped? I, I knew the ending before I went to Mass I I wanted to get the ending because, every well, that was a special case, too, though. I mean, everybody was burning their mother because of the Mass Effect 
and I uh, had no. to get to it. Yeah, I, well, God, three. Oh, gosh, oh. darn it! Gosh, darn it! Yeah, that exact thing. <laughs> I, I, I knew the ending of Mass Effect three before I got to the end of it, and I still did want to get to the end of it because I yeah. really want. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that was a special case, though. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't a Revan is Malik kind of thing. See, I, am I the only one that didn't? I didn't spoil that. I, I kind of, I knew there was some controversy behind it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't read it or watch it until I'd completed it, and then I went back and had a look. But I do think my opinion was a little bit tampered with because everybody was so angry. I felt like I had to be angry when I played yeah. it. Honestly, <laughs> no. I felt the opposite. I know. I was like, you, I, you went like, the hipster no, route with bad. me, Dave. Total. Yeah, yes. it's not bad at all. It went, it worked. Why are you so cross? Yeah. They had to finish it. Yeah, they really painted themselves in a the corner. But that's besides the point. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Another more recent example of this may be No Man's Sky. I ploughed about 40 or 50 hours into that, and then I thought, what is the point? So googled No Man's Sky ending, found out what happened, which I will not say here, <laughs> and then I was like, Show you the part! You mean, sorry. don't you mean frig this crap? Oh yeah, sorry, and or- then I said... Um, g- gosh darn it, No Man's Sky. Um, Concern it. <laughs> so can you um, go back and, to something like Elite then, Craig, do you reckon? Because I, I mean, I've never really played Elite, but that's probably one of the games that would be worth going back to explore a bit of. Wow. I've never, I've never like... played that. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I've never played it. I've just heard about it. Although, here's here's an interesting little thing. I mean, we're on the topic of older games, but we all keep bringing up newer ones. Hmm. And I mean, maybe that points to kind of our mindset. It's like, yeah, what's older is important, but what's newer, well, it's new, it's shiny, you want to play with some toys. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, that's why I got to, I'm curious, why is nostalgia so important when it comes to something that's obsolete? Like, I mean, nobody's going to buy an Apple II. Well, okay, no, that's not true. There are a lot of people that buy Apple IIs, but you look at them like they're crazy. So so why is it in this regard? Because something like movies never ages. The uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari is still a perfectly fine movie. It doesn't really age. But something like games do. So why is it we are so focused on finding that warm, fuzzy feeling? Because it's a bit, it's a bit like having a cuddle from the past. Yeah, it reminds you of how good life used to be. Simpler time. It's pretty much there is, of course, the downside to nostalgia when you go for that nostalgia and you realise, oh, this this game is actually terrible. Not citing any specific example of any games that we mentioned recently. No, not not at all. Not at all. No, no, I meant for me. I meant for me. Um, oh, right. No, yeah, I mean, I, I've learned to very much try to put my nostalgia goggles away because I've ruined, I've ruined classics like Blasto and Tomba, which aren't classics if you, if you know what they are. But yeah, I remember them being so good. Or even the first Twisted Metal, that I don't think I'll ever go back and play that again because mm-hmm. I, it looked like a PS4 game in my head, right? Yeah. And it it's not. <laughs> and. So I mean, I mean, is that something that would better suit the hobby? Is if we all tried to put nostalgia glasses away, 
it's hard to do. You you're right. Uh, you know, I I've, I've been a I've been mentioning um, Final Fantasy VII on and off over the last episodes. Um, that's actually a game I've not played more than 15 minutes of since I originally completed it back in the the year it came out. Um, I hate the idea of going back to that and seeing just what it, what it looks like now. Angry Dorito people hitting each other with Dorito swords. <laughs> but isn't isn't the only problem with Final Fantasy VII the way it looks? No, no. Final Fantasy VII has some problems. <sighs> Come on, it does. Are you sure? I, I no, was... it does. It does. Six is way better. I think eight is way better. Nine is way better. Seven is a weird anomaly. Hmm. But it was a lot of people's first Final Fantasy, and because yeah. of that nostalgia. Not only does Square get the milk us for a whole bunch of money, but we kind of have a very, very high expectation of seven. And if you don't like seven, there's got to be something wrong with you, because well, everybody says it's the best. And I did. I, I wonder how much of that is because that game does click. Yeah, sure, games will click with different people. I don't like Zelda, but you know, hey, a lot of people love Zelda. I'm not going to say you're all wrong. It's just it doesn't work for me. And so without, with nostalgia in the factor, it's very hard for me personally to determine, is it nostalgia that makes everybody like this? Or is it there's something I'm missing or just doesn't hit with me? I think it might just be because you're wrong. <laughs> I'm right about Final Fantasy VII. Wait till I get to that podcast. I don't, I don't think there's a... I think the gameplay is right there. It doesn't... The visual presentation shouldn't be a bother. But, I mean, in the case of Final Fantasy VII, that's, you know... It's the gameplay 100% right. I can't fully remember either. So. Nah, well, well, characters are blank slates. You can break it really easy. I think when I play it again, we'll, we'll have that argument. But for, for now... But no, I'm I'm willing to wait a bit longer oh, yeah, before I, I, I put my glasses, my rose-tinted spectacles on. For some reason, I can't think of it being anything other than a, a holy glasses or something off Symphony of the Night. Now I've mentioned that game about fifty times. In this <laughs> yeah, holy glasses. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are. I can't remember. I was having this thought this earlier today, and I was thinking of games that would be difficult to go back to. And a lot of the things I thought of were PlayStation 1 games. So, you know, Destruction Derby, uh, Tomb Raider, um, uh, Final Fantasy VII, allegedly, Dave. I, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, sometimes I feel like the jump from, you know, the traditional 1632-bit consoles where it was mainly 2D into these 3D things, it maybe came a little bit too quickly. It was like, you know, there's a wave of films came out and early CGI, and you go back to them now, and they just look terrible. They haven't, you know, it was maybe just before the technology was ready, and it didn't quite fit in. Lawnmower Man. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if the PlayStation ones maybe got a little bit of that. It's like some of the games at the tail end of it maybe are acceptable, but we're so used to everything being on massive screens and so detailed and great graphics and frame rates. And you go back to PlayStation 1 game, you're like, God, it's just a big brown blur. Oh, <laughs> more brown blur. Yeah, it, uh, gaming started out as a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, rosy-cheeked little kid during the 8 and 16-bit era. Then it hit adolescence, and man, did those zits hit hard with the PlayStation. <laughs> um, I mean, it, yeah, I'm, luckily, it managed to get rid of all the pox scars. 
by the time PlayStation 2 hit. But yeah, no, I, I PlayStation 1 is a very difficult one to go back to for me. N64 is oddly not as hard. And I think it's just because yeah. of the way it looks. Yeah. They're not as heavy on the sort of texture use there, really, are they? No, yeah. Hmm. Although, um, speaking of bad games like Final Fantasy VII, <clears throat> um, <laughs> what about when a game has a bad reputation? Does that make you interested to go try it? And we're we're not talking your you know awesome possum kicks Doctor Machino's butt kind of games. Yeah. We're we're talking like ones that almost got unfairly maligned. Like I mentioned Splatterhouse, um, or or one of my favorite games, Kirby's Air Ride. Things like that, or or even back in the day, do you remember all the hate for uh, Wind Waker and Luigi's Mansion? It was ridiculous. And that was all un that was all unwarranted hate. Just to preface yeah. that. Oh, Luigi's Mansion is fantastic. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion was amazing. <laughs> um, who who di- who didn't like that? Was it was it not well received? I never played it. Disappointed. A lot anyway. of people were just angry because it wasn't a Mario game. I have yeah. a, I have a morbid curiosity um, streak, so I would say that if you said, "Oh, Craig, you got to try this. It's the worst game in the world ever. I'd try it." Or if you maybe maybe you could Google you know top one hundred worst games ever, I would feel com- <laughs> compelled to try them more than I would the top one hundred. You know the top best one hundred games. I'd be like maybe that one, but top one hundred worst games. I'd be right in there. Oh, I like a good mod. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a few games that I didn't think were as bad as everybody said you know like um but there's been some games that again everyone has said been really good that i didn't get on with duke nukem uh that's one game i wish it didn't pick up that was terrible that was genuinely terrible the last one, you know, the one that like went through development hell. I can't oh, even remember. Oh, forever! Oh, right. Oh, oh god. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh come on, come on. Forever was fine. It just felt like a game from 1999. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but it was fine. I was going to say the isn't it only the PlayStation port of and the and possibly Engage port of Duke Nukem 3D, which might have been a bit rough. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the Genesis version oh, was, yeah. was pretty rough. That, but, uh, if I, I I've got I've I've got one game that I, it's at the back of my mind to, that I want to try and play for myself and it did get absolutely slated but I'm I'm a fan of the kind of movie franchise and stuff but it was the Colonial Marines game. Oh it, oh oh! I've played through that. Oh boy, you're in. <laughs> I I like the <laughs> I like the last one. Um, what was the last one uh, on the PlayStation Four called? Isolation. Yeah, I quite like that, but a lot of the, a lot of the a lot of the enjoyment com- came from the isolation and the suspense. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Colonial Marines um, it kind of tickled my fancy a wee bit, and I, I I never played it, but it got absolutely hammered to the point it just it was just instant. It's work. really bad. I bought it new. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> But so I would say go for it, man. It is a good laugh. You'll have a good time with it. I mean, it'll cost you what? Probably a fiver at yeah. most. Yeah. My my controller so. cut out. What game was it? 
Uh, alien colonial uh, marines. All oh, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was I was guessing all the way through that. There, I was like, oh, what could it be? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to disappoint you, Craig. Oh no. Yeah. Did you play it? It was no, actually an, no. another alien game years back, which I'm sure looked pretty cool, wasn't it? Like a, I'm not sure if it was, if it was ever released. It was like a, Alien Cryo or something like that, and it's like point and click sort of style thing. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, not sure, but that might oh, be. I'm not sure. No, but then I think I think the alien games tie in the nostalgia stuff from the the kind of arcade version, the arcade gaming back in the back in the day. Um, that was quite a lot of fun. Um, so I kind of followed certain other alien games, and that one I, I avoided at the time because it got slated and it pretty much flopped straight away. But I've just got a knack to to still want to try it for myself. But Jesus, Mike, I've yeah. played that game. Sorry. <laughs> well, of course you have. You've, pl- you've played every point and click game ever. I can't find it. I can't. Did you Seriously? get the name of it? It's Aliens, a comic book adventure. It's by Cryo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. Sorry, Kev. I kind of blotted out there. All right, folks. We didn't quite uncover the truth of the universe talking about this, but it seems fairly clear that a lot of what motivates us to go back is nostalgia and why we chase that warm, fuzzy feeling. I'll, I'll never know, but I'm a victim of it too. So I guess if we have one homework assignment for everybody at large, it's try to look at games without your nostalgia glasses. Sometimes they'll be more important than you think, and other times your nostalgia holds them higher than they should be. But either way, we have an amazing hobby, and you can't talk like this about everything, so this is great that we can talk about it. So... Next week, we're going to be talking about Mercs on the Genesis, because Michael said so. And if that's not good enough reason for you, then, well, I don't know if we're friends anymore. So, all that's left for me to do is thank my fine friends here. Thank you. Guys, say, do say, we say th- bye. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Say thanks, Dave. Don't say thanks. Say bye. Oh, bye. 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 I thought you were saying thanks. No, bye. <laughs> thank, thank you and goodbye. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right. All right. Um, now that we're done wrangling the group of monkeys, mm-hmm. do try to um, check out our Facebook at The Bit Effect and our Twitter at The Bit Effect and the email at The Bit Everything is at The Bit Effect. If you want to know where we are, just Google it. We'll probably pop up somewhere once we get a little more people under our belt. So you need to like rate, subscribe. Click us in the face. I don't know what you do. Click you in the face. But you should probably go ahead and do that. Um, make sure you listen to Mike's BGM Select because it is amazing and everybody can use a good soundtrack to their lives. Uh, I personally have Operation Sequel and you should probably check that out unless you don't like Final Fantasy or Zelda and then don't. But all right, we will catch you next time. Bye. 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 Oh my gosh, you guys sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, um, as per usual, uh, at the end of the episode, we're going to do our trivia questions here. And this week, since we were talking about why games become must-play and stuff like that, you heard the episode. 
what we're going to do is this week we have each picked a game, and the only hints we're allowed to give are the year, the platform, and who made it. And remember, these will be must-play games, so think of, like, the top lists or unless Craig is crazy and didn't pick Day of the Tentacle. Well, he's a wild card. So who wants to start us off? Mm. Okay, okay. My choice is from the original PlayStation. Uh, it's a 1996 game in some regions, 1997, and it is from Namco. Name it. Um, I will go with Time Crisis. All right, I'm going to go next and say Klonoa. I think it's pronounced Quinoa. <laughs> it's quiche, actually. Oh, is it quiche? Uh, you, you go, Craig. Oh God! Oh God! I can't even. I can't even think of any. Any. We did one for a retro rewind. Just guess it. Which, which retro rewind was it? <laughs> Mr. Driller. Games. Oh, Mr. Driller. Mr. Driller. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with Soul Edge. And the winner would be Luke. Good choice. Soul Edge slash no! Soul Blade. Good choice. Oh, I well was, done, I was sir. so close to saying Tekken. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> shit. Shibu! Okay, All right. I think it's me. That's one point for Luke. Um,. Right, sorry, I was frantically Googling this, but this is my one. Uh, actually, someone else go next. I've just... Okay. <laughs> uh, Kev, you got yours? Yep. Um, All right. Right, so uh, my game was released on the original NES, developed by Capcom, and it was released in December 1988. 88, did you say? Yeah. Wow, that's late. Okay. Um, I'm guessing that's a Japanese release, maybe. Okay, well, hold on. Hold on. 88 Capcom. Um, I'm going to go for the dark horse here and say Pirate Ship Higamaru. Okay. I'm going to go with Bionic Commando. Whoa. Um, I'll go Captain Obvious with uh, Mega Man. Thank you, Captain. I'm taking a pure guess here. I have no idea when this came out, but Ghouls and Goblins. Okay. I think that was early. But yeah. That's everyone, isn't right. it? Yeah. Okay, points go to Mike. Yeah. What specific? <laughs> what was ah. Was actually, it was Mega Man 2, more to be yeah, specific. Yeah, I, I was hoping yeah. I wouldn't get caught out on that, so I thought I'd go for Mega Man and not say <laughs> Mega Man 1. That's okay. <laughs> Good choice. Ah, oh, I've lost a Capcom answer. I'll, I'll go commit seppuku. All right, uh, because you're all from the wonderful land of Europe, let's go with developed by Rare on the Super Nintendo and released in 1995 November. Ah. 
and because it's one of the few rare games that I don't think is absolute crap. Oh. Uh, hang on. No, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> uh, I'll see. Uh, color instant. I will say... I don't know. I might go for a numbered iteration here, just in case. Well, I'll go for Donkey Kong Country 2. No full, get, no full name, Kevin. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike's just stolen the one I was going to pick. So well, we can, have, we can have double guesses. It's no big deal. Yeah, I'm gonna go for that one as well. I, I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna go with Killer Instinct then. I'm gonna I'm going with Killer Instinct because. I'm sorry, but Mike and Luke are correct. Hey. And it was Diddy's Conquest, sir. Oh, is the subtitle. It would give what? you bonus points for that one. Diddy's Conquest. Oh. Hmm. Was the subtitle. Well, I... by the way, you should totally play it. Okay. I have got my 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 game as well because it's the the first game that popped into my head when you said think of a quiz not when you originally said think of a quiz question last week but when you said think of a quiz question five minutes ago <laughs> that's when i remembered so it's a fairly late entry to this released in 2007 okay yeah yeah was in 2007. um by 2k and it was released on Windows and the Xbox 360, and then PS3 later. Mm. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, I don't want to go first then because everybody's going to copy mine. <laughs> <laughs> so when they name an NBA 2K game, what year number do they give it? Do they give it the next year or the year it's on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Mafia 2? Is that like 2010? Something like that? We can't tell you. Mafia 2 was an okay game, though. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like Guess Mafia away, 2. gentlemen. Mafia was good. I've never played Mafia. Mafia 2 was good. I've heard Mafia. Is Mafia 3 the oh. one that's a train wreck right now? Mafia 1. Yeah, I'm maybe, guessing it's good. Alright. Mm. Anyway, right. Someone pick Kev. Yes. Oh, yeah, Dave. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I want to hear Dave's. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, I'm just gonna pick uh, Borderlands. Look. Um. Yeah, come back to me. I'm. I'm struggling to think of two K games. Can you not type fast? Bioshock. Bioshock are one. Yeah, are you? Bioshock like... one. There we go. Oh no! Bioshock one. Late PS3 four. Ah. Well, well, Craig. In that case, would you kindly mark me down, Bioshock? Of course. Yeah, will, that was what I was thinking as well. So Bioshock one. <laughs> Kev, Kev. Oh, poor Kev got screwed. Kev, do you want to change your answer? <laughs> uh, come on, come on the, yeah, on the money yeah, side. yeah, change it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, alright, okay. Yeah, it was Mafia 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the good news by a shock. 
<laughs> it was indeed Bioshock. It, it was it was the late. If you had just said on the 360 yeah, and PS3, I, know, I wouldn't I know. have got it. Yeah, that late PS3. I played it on yeah, the PC sure. as well, so I don't. I didn't even completely remember about the PS3 no, I, version for late then. I, pl- I, I played it for the PS3. I uh, sorry, I played it for the PC as well. I had no idea. 360 was when I played it on. Mm. Craig. All right, Luke. Yes. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, if you if you pick 2009 as your, your year of re- release, would that have been Borderlands? If I had picked... <laughs> yes. Yeah. If I'd picked two, but if I had picked a year... Oh, my God. <laughs> Inside the right. So far, right. Luke's in the lead, isn't he? Am I? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, right, my one... I feel kind of bad for picking this. It's an obvious game, but I'm not sure if anyone's going to get it, so let's try it. It came out on the PC in 1999, the PlayStation 2 in 2001, and it's had multiple remasters across PC and iPad, I believe. It was made by Ensemble Studios. Oh, my word. (laughs) Ensemble? Or Ensemble? Ensemble, yeah, that's probably it. Okay. <laughs> English. Um, I've got it. Oh boy. The publisher is Microsoft. I've got it. Name. Oh, I've definitely got it, and I was going to say that earlier on. I think I've got it. Look. PlayStation Two. All right, we'll right. start with Craig. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because um, I, I was looking at a list of Microsoft games, and that that was the one yeah. game that jumped out. I think. Maybe I don't have PC it. and then PS2. Yeah, I can only think of one, and I don't know if it even came on the PS2. Um, yeah, I, to be shot. honest, I I wasn't aware that it was on the PS2, so maybe ignore that. For some reason, the only thing that popped into my head was Sacred. I have no idea why, but I, let's go with it. Oh, I was going. Is it okay. a real-time strategy? Did you say? I never said anything. <laughs> okay. It's you trying to waste all info. I got a fish. Oh, wait, shit. Too late. You can't change. I, know. I can't change. I, I, can't. I don't know. Damn it. it can't be right. Age of Empires? Cav. Okay, anyone else? I'll wait until somebody else answers. I'll, no, I'm waiting until somebody else answers. <laughs> it's, it's, well, well, Craig's pretty sure he knows it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I know it. Go for it. Age of Empires 2. Cav. Um Yeah, I'm gonna copy Craig. I need I need oh, points. PlayStation there, <laughs> Age of Empires right, 2. Guys, yeah. uh, Dave, you're gonna have to help me up, you're the host. It's Age of Empires 2, so it's a point each for Craig and Kev. Does Mike get anything? Oh, what? Because he said Age of Empires. Well, yeah, he we gets minus two. Man, <laughs> <laughs> he, he missed out the two, if, so if he gets minus him... two. <laughs> if we a... gave him Mega Man, we gotta give him Age of Empires. Yeah, that's. Oh, uh, why okay. did I say yeah. sacred? Why? I, why? I, yeah, Mike, you'd win with the RTS question. You nearly got me. I nearly said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my head, and then I thought, hang on, wasn't the Xbox One out by this time? But maybe, maybe not. There was Age of Empires Two was on the PS2. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah, I don't it's remember. It's like Diablo it. on the PlayStation. That's just a weird idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's the total scores? Do we have them from the previous episode as well? Oh shit! Where are my notes? Where? Oh shit! I lost my notes. Oh, here we go. Okay. Dave, so, I had seven hundred points. Just to uh, actually, them. you now lost seven hundred. I am tired of <laughs> cheating. Damn. Give me a sec. I'll be right back. I gotta get a pen. But I got, I got last week's. Cool. Cool. Okay, so well, last times. Okay, so the current standings before this week were myself with three points, Mike with zero points, <laughs> Luke with one point, and Craig with three points. Kevin with zero points. So this week, Mike gets what? Two points? Huh? How many did I get? I get one point. Luke, you get two points, right? I thought because it was you got three. three? I think okay. I got, I think I got six was points, though. No, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, which ones did I get? I got... You got Soul okay. Edge. You got Bioshock. Yeah. Oh, I got Bioshock. And I got... Did I get Age of Vampires or not? You got... Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, right. You you're right. You get three points. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not cheating, guys. I'm sorry. I just slipped by me. Craig got zero points this week, right? I got one. You or did dead. you get one? One? Oh, sorry. Jeez. Kev, you got you got what? One or two? One. This uh, week? Two. One. Dave, what was your game? Did I get that? Uh, Donkey Kong Country 2? Oh, I got that. Oh, yes, yeah, so I did get two. Yeah, what was Craig's yeah. game? Bioshock. Craig was um, oh, Bioshock. Luke's was... Age of Empires. Luke's was Age of Empires. I got all four. Kevin's I got Mega Man. Points, I got Mega Man. Did yeah. you get four? Age of Empires. I got Bioshock. I got uh, something else. <laughs> We're tied now. I got all of them. I got four points. Four points. Right Woo! Well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, I'll read off the current standings. All right. So after this week's melee, uh, we have myself with four points. Mike coming from behind with Dark Horse with four points. Then we have Luke with four points. And then we have Craig with four points. And now we have Kev with two points. Uh, personally, I'd say put your money on Kev. You get a bigger payout. We all know he's going to win in the end. Yeah. I think, I think he's so, a, um, a question shark. I think he's going to come out <laughs> come out of the gates in the, in the final quiz and kick our asses. All right. And this... Um, this fascinating drama will continue in two weeks' time when we release another Bit Effect episode. So, catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.